Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today is going to be a bit of a different episode, but it's always going to lead back to self-love and self-improvement and awareness and but it's going to start with uh, Lee Tomlinson. He is going to discuss his new book, Compassion Heals from Self-Care to Healthcare. And he was a really successful world-trotting tennis pro, businessman, marketing genius. Uh, he was a Hollywood film studio owner and a golfer. And then he was diagnosed with stage three throat cancer. And he was subjected to months of life-threatening, debilitating chemo and radiation. Such extreme pain that no one, God willing, no one ever has to endure. And when he was hospitalized towards the end of his grueling treatment for a severe infection, he found that there was such a never-ending stream of insensitive, unkind acts lacking in compassion by the hospital staff. And he wanted to choose because he was in such emotional despair he wanted to choose suicide over life but he had a dear friend who was another doctor and stopped him and really apologized on behalf of the healthcare system for how they were failing him and many others and lee used that experience to use his gifts as a speaker and just a customer service expert and leader to restore the compassion to healthcare not just for the patients but for these overworked healthcare professionals and I think after COVID and the situation this is such an important thing to talk about so I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode and just listen to his story and just how he became a you know crusader to the patients and the healthcare workers and we're just going to talk about how the power of compassion can really heal others and their mental emotional and physical pain so here is Lee What did you exactly think of when you first got that diagnosis that you had stage three throat cancer? What was going through your mind? Well, uh, first of all, you, you have to understand that I went there for something completely and totally different. Oh, um, okay. I am proud to say that I had qualified for the California State Senior Amateur Championships up at uh, mm-hmm. Pebble Beach. And, um, but I was having terrible allergies and I know I can't play. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can't see, if I can't, if I can't breathe. So I went to my ENT to get more allergy medicine. I take a lot of it regularly anyway. Um, and that's all I expected. And at the very end of it, uh, she determined that I was allergic, if you can believe it, to grass. Okay. A scale of one to 10, I was an 11. Um, and she said, no problem. We'll, we'll give you some more pills and everything will be fine. Great. Mm-hmm. They said, can I do one more test? Said, well, um, no, I got to get back to the studio. We owned the Culver Studios down the street, uh, which we just purchased. And it was kind of a mess. So we we're trying to figure it out. And she goes, oh, it will only take a minute and won't hurt. Which, of course, she never believed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a wonderful woman. And I adore her. Anyway, she said, I'm going to do an endoscopy, which is a camera. They stick down your nose and look around. Mm-hmm. So she starts doing that. And all of a sudden, I hear her make this sound, which was kind of like, huh. Like, a, like an intake of breath. And boy, I got to tell you something. Other than, oops, that's mm-hmm. the only thing you don't want to hear in a doctor's office. And she turns right. to me. And I can tell, you know, I, I'm in a doctor's office, for God's sakes. So I'm always on high alert. And I can see something's wrong in her face. And she turns to me and says, Lee, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but 
I think you have throat cancer. Wow. Now, and it's advanced. Now, oh. understand, I never smoked a cigarette in my life. Mm. Uh, well, I never smoked tobacco. I did live in San Francisco in the 60s and 70s, so I may have smoked something, but I never inhaled. Um, but I never smoked tobacco. I never drank. Um, I was a marathon runner, uh, ex-professional athlete. I mean, I was the fittest guy she had ever seen. And now she's telling me, and I said, you know, Dr. Putnam, that's not funny. I know you like to make jokes. But... And she put her hand on my arm and said, Lee, um, I'm not joking. I can see it right here. It's right at the base of your tongue. It's stage three, stage four. So my first thought, no joke, was mm -hmm. I'm dead. Right. I'm dead. 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 Life is over. Finished. Kaput. Everybody I knew that had ever had cancer was dead. And I assumed that I would be one as well. So that really was my first thought. And I have to say, um, I had that thought through much of my treatment. So that's, that's really the way it started. It was abrupt. It was shocking. Uh, and it was scary as all heck. I'm sure. Did that make you kind of go on a quest on, like, why did I get throat cancer? Like, what, like, how, when I haven't smoked? Like, how do you, did you get an explanation? I'm coming from, like, a spiritual, yeah. like, no, like I, yeah. angle. Well, so the answer is, is um, <laughs> my first thought was, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. is, um, yeah, I wanted to know why. And but I didn't ask that question. It didn't occur to me during her meeting. When I was towards the end of my treatment, um, I asked my oncologist on a material level. And he turned to me and he goes, um, the only explanation I have for you, Lee, is bad luck. Oh, That's okay. it. So it's like, okay. And then I began, you know, because I, I am a, a, a spiritual uh, worker. Um, my first reaction to my diagnosis was rage and anger. Mm -hmm. um, it was absolutely it, 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 fair. Why right. me? You know, I wouldn't wish cancer on anybody. Yeah. But it's like, why me? I'm healthy. I'm a good mm -hmm. guy. I try and do right in the world. I, 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 I had no answers. And my anger was at, because the reason wasn't clear at all, didn't come with a little note saying, oh, by the way, we're going to give this to you and you're going to get through it and then you can do great work. None of that. So I, I didn't understand. I was filled with rage and the place where I, you know, Part of it was with God, goddess, all that is. And the other part was at the workers at the hospital I was hospitalized in at right. the very end of my treatment who had treated me so, so here I am, I'm, I'm suddenly hospitalized. I've lost 60 pounds. I'm in excruciating pain. Um, I'm dying of cancer. There's no indication anything's working. Um, I'd run up huge debt. I was, hadn't been able to work in a year, so I wasn't bringing 
income in. And I was really a jerk when I was sick to my wife. So my my 30 year marriage was on the rocks. So I everything was a mess. And when I was in that hospital, they treated me like a piece of meat. Right. I wasn't Lee Tomlinson, studio owner, uh, award winning producer, ex world athlete, blah, 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 blah. I was just the aging white male in 2212 with a an unidentifiable septic infection at the site of my port. Oh, and advanced cancer. Um, and it crushed me. It absolutely crushed my spirit. I was hanging on by a hair. And when the people that I entrusted my life to didn't care enough about me to even be polite, let alone kind, caring, and compassionate, I figured they were right that I wasn't worth it and the world would be a better place without me. And I was tired of the battle. I was worn out and I was in excruciating pain. So I decided that I would take enough fentanyl patches, put them on, go to sleep, not wake up. And my family would um, collect on a, what's called a key man life insurance policy at the studio and live like kings and queens for the rest of their lives. So that would be a great parting gift. Fortunately, I had a very... Um, intimate, compassionate, short conversation with a friend just mm -hmm. after I got out of the hospital, which renewed my will to live and resulted in the Compassion Heals movement. So uh, all of those people I directed my anger at were those people in that hospital. I thought these were the worst humans on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah. Run out of medicine until I found out that 60 plus percent of them are burned out from giving too much. Mm -hmm and they don't take care of themselves. And the result is when you're desensitized and burned out by definition, you can't be kind, caring, and compassionate. It's impossible because you're not. Exactly. So anyway, that's a long answer to a short question. <laughs> um, but my first reaction was rage and anger. Mm -hmm. Then it was questioning like, why me? I mean, what did I do to deserve this? And it took me a long time to figure that out, but I have. Yeah. It's like what they say, um, God only gives you what you can handle. <laughs> well, that's easy to say. <laughs> yeah. You're right? not the one in the midst of it. Um, exactly. Yeah. Because I got to be honest with you. So as a result of that cancer, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I lost my health, mm -hmm. um, strongly considered suicide, lost my business, lost my fortune, lost my marriage, still best friends, but lost my marriage. Um, didn't know if I'd live, let alone if I would speak because they might have to do surgery and remove my tongue. Mm. So I'm just going... Holy crap, God, goddess, all that is, whatever you want to call yourself. Why me? Yeah. Every day. Just why, why, why is this happening? And um, that was the battle. You know, once I decided I wanted to live and my friend suggested that I spend it, uh, if I was lucky enough to live, that I spend the rest of my life trying to remind healthcare workers in particular, but humans in general, of the 
uh, enormous scientifically proven healing power of simple human kindness, like his interaction with me, that doctor who came to visit and suggested I live and fight. And if I was successful, do something to reverse the rapid disappearance of compassion and kindness in healthcare and the world today. And that moment of kindness from him, of consideration, kindness, love, compassion, gave me a purpose. Mm, to write the book. Me in touch with a purpose. Yes, exactly. The book, I've done 200 keynotes around the world. Amazing. Interacting with the most extraordinary humans on the face of the planet who dedicated their lives to doing something that I think is darn near impossible. You know, you're around sick people, dying people, misery, pain, loss, grief, every minute of every day. Exactly. And you do it with a smile on your face and gracious goodness as well. I mean, they're my heroes. So I've gotten to give 200 keynotes around the world to hundreds of thousands of people. It's why I wrote the book, Compassion Heals. And frankly, to reach an even wider audience, it's why we're producing a feature length documentary based on the book to reveal once and for all the uh, heart science and business of compassion. So the facts about it, the benefits for giver and receiver of goodness, kindness, and the benefits if it happens in a business setting, the benefits for the bottom line of the organization in which those lives interact. So all of that good stuff has come out of the by far the, the worst experience I've ever had in my life. And it has been a blessing, but it took forever. And the one thing somebody, you know, everybody, I don't know why, it's like everybody, you know, knew that I knew or knew all the misery and all the stuff that was going on. And mm-hmm. they always said, well, you know, Lee, when one door closes, another door opens. <laughs> and I Great. swear to you, as compassionate as I might be, I want to smack him in the face. It's like, I'm never sure. had cancer. You know, it's like, give me a break here. Um, but then somebody once said to me, they, they changed that. They said, you know, um, when one door closes, another one opens. And I'm getting ready to smack him. And he goes, but the problem is most people are focused on the door that closed. Mm. And they never notice the doors that are opening. And that made me look at what blessings I've had. And I use that word specifically, what extraordinarily wonderful things that have happened to me in my life after cancer, having gone through that. And I must say, it's the most satisfying, fulfilling, heart-building, empowering, experiences of my entire life and i've done some cool stuff and I'm, I've, I've had a great life i'm not complaining about it. i love my life not every minute of it but mostly yeah who does really and now it's easily easily the most fulfilling satisfying joyous and that's actually what it's interesting that's one of my talks i'm giving next week at this conference is um from burnout back to brilliance what my cancer taught you about your joy at work and it's there are blessings in everything if we're willing to not get fixed on the closed doors and instead look for the doors that are opening they're there 
We just have to find them. Well said. So you'd say the biggest problem in the healthcare system is the lack of compassion from just the immense burnout from the staff? Yeah, I think that there's, there, well, there's three big problems. Um, when you can, the answer is yes to your question, mm -hmm. and I'll add one more. Please. When you consider that being treated in a compassionate environment has been determined scientifically to be absolutely essential, not optional, mm -hmm. essential to the best, quickest outcomes for patients. The fact that 50% of people in America report receiving zero compassion when they're in a healthcare situation, oh, man. that means they're being deprived of something that is absolutely essential to the best, quickest outcome for them. Mm. If that were a pill and your doctor said, you know, I'm a little cranky today, had a bad day yesterday, I'm kind of tired. You know what? I'm not giving you that pill today. No. That'd be, that, that'd be malpractice. Yeah. No, they don't do it intentionally. I'm not suggesting they do. Right. You know, burnout is a, is a powerful thing. And I was burned that when I went in for that checkup, Mm -hmm. For my allergies, I was as burned out as a human can be. I'm sure. I mean, I filled every single category. So, you know, certainly um, healthcare professional burnout and the systems that continue to run them into the ground and not give them the time and, and opportunity for self-care by overloading them, overworking them, all of that. That's one of the problems is profit has um, in many cases um, taken over healthcare. And when it does yeah. that, it kills the providers and it kills the patients because they don't get the compassion they need because their doctors and nurses don't get the compassion they need. So that's one of it. And the second one is, is cost. Mm -hmm. When you consider that 48%, this is shocking to me, although I've it happened to me. 48% of all personal, individual um, bankruptcies filed in America are healthcare related. Wow. It's a lot. Now think about that. 48%. It's the highest single category of anything for individuals. So if an individual files for bankruptcy, half of them will be because of medical induced costs. So the sicker you get and the more you have to spend to get well. Yeah. If you have the courage to go in and take that chance that you may not be able to afford it, you've got a one in two chance of declaring bankruptcy. Wow. So that keeps people from even going in and trying because like, I can't pay for it anyway. And if I do, I'm going to have bills and I'm going to have to declare bankruptcy and I can't get credit cards and I can't. <laughs> so that says, Un uncompassionate uh, a system as is imaginable in the wealthiest country on the face of the planet. So when you consider the high cost mm -hmm. and the lack of compassion, both yeah. of which are permeating our healthcare system, they're both killers. Those are the two, those in my opinion, the cost, the lack of compassion 
and the lack of support for healthcare professionals to be able to take care of themselves and be given a work that's humane and not uh, destructive. And do you think this is why a lot of people probably go an alternate route, like maybe holistic doctors, natural doctors, because there's more compassion and more like warmth in that area? I personally, yeah. I feel like that. I do too. Um, and again, let's be very clear. You know, mm-hmm. this is not about you know beating up doctors and nurses. Nothing exactly. could it's be not. further from the truth. These are my heroes, and I'm alive with it because of them. Let's be very clear. Absolutely. But but the answer is is that when you've got a patient every 12 minutes, compassion isn't measured in minutes. It can be in a split second. It can be in your smile. It can be in your handshake. It can be in your touch on the arm. But, but when you're working that hard, you get burned out Mm -hmm. and you're unable. So, you know, most naturopathic um, and alternative uh, integrative medicine practitioners have more time, take more time with their patients. And they spend more time relating and connecting with Mm -hmm. them than the modern system allows doctors and nurses if you've got 12 patients to look after and you're a nurse (laughs) 12 patients might as well be 150 Mm -hmm. taking care of every need of 12 patients on your shift i mean give me a break that's crazy yeah you're normally going to have five or six in a healthy environment so stuff like that uh systematic um absolutely kills doctors patients um nurses and everybody else in that system. So the opportunity to use other sources, um, why not? Yeah. Um, Because they do have more time and they are more conscious of the enormous impact on your health of simple human kindness. Did you use any? Absolutely. What did Uh, you use if you don't mind sharing? I'd love to know. Well, I did an enormous amount of meditation mm-hmm. um, with an organization called Concept Synergy and an entity called Lazarus, uh, a non-physical um, uh, entity that speaks through a fellow named Jack Purcell. Mm-hmm. I've been working um, in that arena, metaphysical arena, for 45 years. Wow. I mean, I'm 120. No, that's not true. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 72. But I was, like, I was in my 20s when I discovered um, Concept Synergy and Jack and, and Lazarus. And for me, it was being able, what I learned, what I'm learning and continue to learn and deepening my understanding of is the intimate relationship that... I have with my higher self, Mm -hmm. um, as well as the Lee Tomlinson as a child, as an adolescent, as an adult, in this lifetime, past lifetimes, and um, allowing Lazarus and a higher power to work through me. absolutely helped heal me and absolutely confirmed the reason why I got cancer is the only way I was going to be able to use my gifts 
of communication, of story, of comfort, of humanity, of kindness, of compassion was mm -hmm. for my whole, everything in my life to go away. You know, if I was still wow. in entertainment and running studios and making television shows and blah, 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 and if I, my wife was still in the business and she was running around the world, you know, and if we had this big house and we had to make tons of money and big cars, there's no way in the world I would have ever be doing what I'm doing. No way. No way, no way, no mm. way. So I think that throughout most of my life, that higher self was telling me, Lee, you have a message to give about goodness, kindness, compassion, you know, simple human kindness. You need to do that. That's your calling. And wow. I ignored it, not ignored it. You kind of buried it. Second. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I put it you second to everything away. else. Yeah, exactly. So higher self said, okay, we had a conversation before you came into this lifetime. Mm -hmm. You said you want to help heal people. Mm -hmm. Okay. You said, do whatever it takes to give me those opportunities. So Lee, I've tried for 30 years, 40 years to get 50 years to get you that message. And you're still not listening. I got to go with the big guns to get your attention. So sorry, but cancer is the only way I got left to do it. So we, we had a deal that I was going to be doing what I'm doing in some form or another, but I wasn't getting any closer. I was getting further away. Mm. And God got us all this said, all right, we talked about this. You said, do whatever it takes for me to get into that. I got to go for the big guns and hence cancer. Mm. That, that answered a lot of questions for me. <laughs> Thank you. Have you Ask ever done away. have you ever done past life regression? I have. You have? Okay. Did I that have. answer a lot of questions too as to why you got it besides just regards? No, it really didn't. Mm, um, interesting. Uh it didn't actually. It was curious. It was interesting. Um, some of the connections that I had with people that are in my life now and past mm. lifetimes was fascinating. Um, but it didn't really I mean it was sort of like how do I even say this? It's not like talking about dreams. You know, since they're not physically real, I see. sometimes we put less time and energy into them. So it's like, okay, so I had a past life in Lemuria and it was as X and, you know, I was executed. Okay, um, okay. so what lesson did I learn from that? You know what I'm saying is I looked at I that see. stuff. But I really didn't see a connection between any of those past lives um, and the cancer experience. Mm, you didn't like meditate. You didn't like go asking that question. You just went into the regression. Just yeah. like, I'll see what I'll see. Well, I didn't. Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, that's why. That's okay. correct. For me, it was um, more curiosity. Got it than anything else. And it isn't that I didn't get value out of it, but I don't know that it changed my life. I mean, there were insights in how I reacted to certain situations and what happened to me and the pain that had incurred uh, and the joy and the this and the that. But it didn't give me any massive insights into my current life, to be very honest, curious, mm, interesting. Okay. 
but not so much. I see. Okay. So what is the Compassion Heals Challenge? Oh, it's great. Hmm. So here's the thing. Um, At least when I speak to people, read my texts and read the news and listen to TV and whatever else, what I what I would say is, is that there is so much discord, so much anger, so much frustration and rage. And the truth is, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people. Yeah. And so I look out at all of that. And I go, oh, my God, these people are dying. It doesn't excuse going into a mall and shooting people. It doesn't excuse violence and harm to others. Right. But it's not acceptable. And as I look throughout the world for solutions to that, I have to go back to this thing called compassion. And what's true is, is that what does compassion do? Well, science now tells us that it heals the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual wounds of the receiver and the giver. It is so clear and so powerful that it must, must, must be part of your medical interaction for the best result. All right, well, let's take it out of healthcare for a minute. You got all of these people in mental, emotional, spiritual, and sometimes physical pain all over the world. There's grief, there's fear, there's physical separation, all of which cause enormous amounts of pain, which you and I both know. We experience yeah. it every, every minute of every day. Mm-hmm. Some people have so much residual pain. When you add all of that, it literally makes them crazy. And so the question is, what do we do about it? Hmm. We can sit around you know, watch the news, grind our teeth and go, ah, those guys are such jerks. You know, why do they, why do they shoot somebody? Why do they hit somebody? Why do they throw them around? Why, you know, horrible people. Or we can do something about it. Now, given the power of compassion to relieve the mental, physical, and emotional uh, and spiritual pain of someone by a simple human act of kindness, If we want to make a difference and not just complain, why wouldn't we commit to being more kind in our lives? Exactly. And the kindness challenge, the care, care, you know, the the compassion heals challenge, call it whatever you will, is simply that. It says, empathy, I feel your pain. To turn that into compassion, you have to do something to relieve the pain of another. Okay. So how about this? Go to my website, sign up for the challenge. It's seven days, one single kind act per day, consciously and intentionally given to another for seven days. Open the door for somebody. There's number one on Tuesday. Uh, Give a dollar to a home. There's number Wednesday. Smile at a stranger. There's Friday, seven days. And every one of those days, we'll send you something to remind you of your commitment. So you do it. 
And at the end of it, when you complete it after seven days, we'll send you a free copy of the book, my book, Compassion Heals. So we are kind of bribing people <laughs> to get them involved with the challenge because we want more compassion in the world. That's what we're about. That's what the uh, Compassion Heals movement is all about. So we can't talk about it. If we want to make a change, we got to do something. Exactly. And a single, people say, well, you know, one single kind act isn't going to change anything, right? It does. Hang on. There are so many stories. I'm going to tell you two quick ones. One, there was a fellow who wrote a suicide note. And I think, but I'm not sure that it was in San Francisco. Um, and in the note, he wrote, I'm going to walk to the bridge and jump off. I've had it. Unless one single person smiles at me if I walk to the bridge. And they found his body the next day. He walked to the bridge. I don't care how far it was. My guess is there were humans around and not one of them smiled at them. Had they done that in that instant, he would have turned around and not killed himself. That's the power of compassion offered had not gotten. Mm -hmm. Second story. There was a firefight in Fallujah in Iraq. And um, our troops were pinned down. Already number of troops been killed, wounded. And all of a sudden, one of the soldiers starts to run and gets shot through the neck, bleeding profusely. The medic, who's pinned down like everybody else, um, and doesn't carry a weapon. Uh, jumps up without a helmet on, he jumps up so quickly, runs over, grabs this guy, and in sand, with bullets flying all around him, runs over to the evac helicopter, puts the guy, you know, inside of it, you know, inside the big door, and before he leaves him, he gives him a kiss on the forehead. Now, I promise you, that soldier who was wounded, Mm -hmm. will remember that kiss for the rest of his life. So it. a simple smile, a kiss on the forehead, all of which take a second. That's the power. Will every single kind act save a life? No, but it will remove some of the residual pain that all of us have. Is there anybody that really, when they're the true self says, be kind to me? No, thank you. Be nice to me? No, thank you. Give me nice gifts uh, of kind? No, thank you. Not if they're not crazy. So we all need human kindness. And when we give it, guess what happens? We feel better too. What is it that Dalai Lama says? Um, you want to make somebody happy? Be kind. Mm -hmm. You want to be happy? Be kind. Yeah, it, it's for both of us. You know, giving gifts of kindness is health enhancing for giver and receiver. Powerful stuff. It is. That was wow. I just got chills. I have an important last question to ask you. Please. What do you want to be remembered for? question and my and my brain just uh, I think my brain just exploded um, oh thanks <laughs> uh, I 
hope that when I go, that there are people in the world who, when they get the news, smile and say, what a good guy. Oh, I love that. That would do it perfectly. That's, that's it. Huh? That's great. I love it. Simple and sweet. Yeah. 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 That's all I need. That's all I need. That is so, you know, so I give kindness, right? I'm in front of four or 5,000 people, right? And mm-hmm. then afterwards, you know, I'm signing books and I'm doing this, that, and the other. Um, when people share the impact of my talk on them to me, and say the value I gave them, that heals me. So I give to them, they give back to me, I give back to them, they give back to me, I give back to them, they give back to me, and that goes on forever. That's the greatest joy I've ever had, not making money, not winning this, not winning that, not, no. Knowing that I had a positive impact on even one person's life fills me with joy. Holly, you're just, that was just wonderful. Thank you so much. Can you tell everybody where to buy your book and reach out to you if they want to tell you how great you are? (laughs) Well, first of all, you can get the book. Well, first of all, if you go to my website, which is uh, very clever, it's www.leetomlinson, T-O-M-L-I-N-S-O-N, Dot com. So unique. www.leetomlinson.com. When I forget that, you can uh, you can put me uh, in, 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 you can put me to death. Um, all right. But so so that's how. So you can go there, um, and you can take the challenge there. And the reason I'm saying that first, sign up for the challenge. Do it for seven days, and I'll send you a digital copy of the book at no cost whatsoever. If you want to buy it, which is great too, just go to Amazon and look for Compassion Heals from self-care to healthcare. If you want to do good in the world, you've got to take care of yourself first. It's not selfish. It's necessary. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Lee. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll be in touch. I promise I look forward to it. Let's do this again sometime. Sounds good. I look forward to it. Stay healthy. Bye-bye. You too. All right. I promise. (laughs) Bye-bye. Good. Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141. Rakuten dot com slash R slash Divina 141. Happy shopping and make some money.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.